LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Joe Gibbs. And I'm Scott Sanders. And welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centred ministry every week. The One Thing's brought to you thanks to Reach Australia. We long to see thousands of healthy, evangelistic and multiplying churches. And today's episode focuses on the healthy bit. We're talking about healthy church leadership teams, whether that's paid staff or a team including high-level volunteers. As we start a new year, there will be heaps of people moving into new roles and new teams. So Scott, what teams have you joined? Well, I can think of a couple, uh, two two sort of favourite ones. First day at Coopers and Lybrand, I can remember, 19th of January. 1996, uh, and we spent the whole first day getting all this sort of training in, uh, you know, how to how to tie a tie, how to shake a hand, how to answer a phone. Are you serious? It's been some of the most the best training that I've ever had. It, it's meant I've been confident on the phone, happy to talk to people. Because I've seen the tie in the office at Reach Australia. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I don't wear tie anymore, but we got taught how to tie ties and what suits to wear. Uh, but it was this it, the orientation day in that sort of first team. But we were all a bunch of cadets, so there's about pictures sort of. 70 of us in the room, uh, and that was a group that I kind of walked through university uh, with, you know, part time when we were working full time, and then full time when we were working part time, and uh, uh, it, it was great. So that's one of my favourite teams. My other favourite team is is a surf boat team. I always talk about this uh, uh, <laughs> this this crew that we had. So I'm picturing four, this. There's four, well, four of us in the crew uh, that are rowing the boat, and then there's a, a sweep at the back who's leading, and and we kind of started the season. You know, with some really clear goals about where we wanted to, uh, you know, end up, and we achieved most of them, most of them, and and that's that's been one of the my, you know, best teams. But we were really clear at the front and the start. You know, it was a lawyer, it was a shoe salesman, and a dental uh, orthodontic, you know, technician, and uh, and another lawyer, and we were all kind of you know committed to uh, to seeing us you know go well in the season. Yeah, it's not your typical butcher, baker, candlestick maker. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. But it was sadness as well. We got yeah. Anyway, ah, oh, that was a great. It was my favourite team. Yeah. Okay. Well, I am super keen for this episode <laughs> because I am joining a new team, and I hope that they do a really good job of helping me settle in. What team are you joining? <laughs> no, no, that is great news. Joe is joining the Reach Australia team. Um, and I'm so excited about having you on the team as well. Yeah, I'm pretty excited too. <laughs> well, this is going to be helpful to reflect on uh, on on this episode with you because this is you. This is your experience now. Yeah, and I get to tell you how I want it. So <laughs> this is perfect. But for now, you press play on another episode of The One Thing, Joining a New Team. So, Joe, uh, this will be helpful as you start the team. What are some of the classic fails when someone new joins the team? I think typically the class, the classic fail is that all about the functional to-do list, the checklist. It's the giving you the Wi-Fi password and the keys to the office and getting your tax file number and your super and all that kind of stuff. And that just consumes the focus for the first few days. And I just think, wow, it has to happen, but does that have to be the whole focus? You know, is that really what you want? What you want in people's minds as they start in your organisation? But I think there's also the other two extremes of 
dumping people in the, at the deep end, no delegation, no information, expecting them to just run with absolutely no support at all, or just keeping them too long in the baby stage and really not getting them engaged with work. So they're the things that I've seen, but how about you? Well, I always, I've, I've seen regularly uh, the mistake that a lot of people make, you know, this person's going to be the silver bullet, you know, so we... We, we expect, you know, again, thinking in that situational oh, leadership. The we mission actually, pastor who we, will fix evangelism. That's exactly, we it. expect too much. And so we've got these crazy expectations. And the reality is actually, I, I think in ministry life, it actually takes, uh, you know, it's not 90 days, like you read most sort of secular books, you know, 90 days, make the most of the first 90 days or the first 100 days. It actually takes sort of six to 12 months, I think, often in ministry life because uh, you're not having that regular five-day cycle that you have in a uh, an ordinary workplace. You've got... A Sunday cycle and maybe a midweek cycle, so it actually takes a lot longer, I think, just to sort of, uh, you know, embed yourself and and understand all, you know, how things work around here and who's who in the zoo type thing. Uh, so I think we expect too much often uh, in ministry, and we expect this person's going to be kind of the silver bullet to make things easier. Yeah. I think it's interesting reflecting on my missionary experience. They, uh, CMS were great in saying the first three years is just language and culture learning and really working out what you're doing. But I don't think we give people that same buffer to be able to yeah, find their way around and get effective in their role. Yeah, so I mean, ch- a good example, church on Sunday, um, my pastor kind of acknowledged, hey, we've had a new team here and, uh, and you know, we've been having these sort of celebration spots over the last few weeks in church uh, celebrating ministry and Toby kind of, uh, you know, got up midway through the church service. Said, I just want to pause. You know, our whole team here's new. You know, new, and and they've done a lot of fantastic work through the course of this year. Isn't that fan? You know, isn't that fantastic? Um, so that was helpful just to sort of see that that shaping. Yeah. Uh, so so if we're a healthy team and we're avoiding those mistakes, I'm making that mental note. Although I will give you Wi-Fi password and a whole bunch of other things on the first day. <laughs> Thanks. Um, what does good look like in onboarding a new team member? I think it was really interesting that you raised that first 90 days book because it really is the guidebook. Like I've been given to that as I've started a new job. It's for the leader starting in a new role and career transitions. But I don't think we asked what the first 90 days would look like for an employee. What would that, what outcomes do we want? What would good look like at the end of that time? And so I think there's a couple of really key things. I think what we miss, and Patrick Lencioni picks up on this, is that this is a key culture moment. And hopefully you've been doing that through the recruitment process. This is the vision of the organisation. You're recruiting to that vision and that culture. But this is a time to talk about it. You don't want the memory to be the ties and the suits to wear that you had at Coopers and Librand. You want it to be someone who's inspired afresh about this vision. What are the priorities of your church? What are the priorities of your organisation? What are the values of your team? Um, And thinking about what's the best way to communicate those things. Is it a two-hour monologue from the senior leader Or is it conversations with people? What are the stories they need to hear? What are the things they need to read that kind of get a a really strong sense of what that culture and that vision is so that at the end of those three months, they really, they're on board with that culture. They get it and they're working in line with that vision. So recognising this is a key cultural moment, that's really helpful. Uh, What else? I think you also want to make sure that they're really well embedded in the team and that can take a few different forms. I think having some uh, key times with key people and having those appointments set up beforehand if you can so that they're not having to work out who the people are. It's in their diary in the first few weeks. They're having those conversations, hearing from them that 
vision and culture as well about why they why they've come to work there as well what they love about it what keeps them there um, and particularly if we're working within the ecosystem we don't want siloed people hmm. so we want them understanding all the other parts of the ecosystem in your church valuing that being able to work really well with them and I think that's a, a really a 90 days thing and just to make sure that they're joining a team not just their individual role so those conversations will really help that but also just embedding them in church interviewing them at all the services you know all the communication channels updating the website so that they're actually on there or the photo's been changed you know inviting them along to I'm meals. making I'm making no promises on that one Joe. it <laughs> may take time may take time I think my photo's still five years old so yeah but, but you I'm look younger and fresher I'm, exactly I'm sick, I'm sick with that photo <laughs> yeah 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 but you don't want it to be like six months 12 months down the track and people are like who's this person you know you want everyone to know who they are so that they can connect with them well but also you know inviting to meals with different families key people in the church that kind of thing yeah that really helpful um yeah, and, and you taking responsibility as a leader, I think, is the thing that sort of sticks out for me there, um, not letting someone sort of navigate it, you know, so it's kind of, it's not like a Lord of the Flies type moment, sort of, you know, kill or be killed and, you know, people are Survival kind of, of the fittest. Yeah, it's survival of the fittest. People <laughs> got to kind of work it out and it's like, look, I know I didn't introduce you to many people and I, I didn't show you where things were, but that's part of what it means to be around here. That's our yeah, value, yeah, that's you know? our we, culture. <laughs> we, hire, we hire people who just get things done. Um, uh, so recognising that yeah, is really important. Yeah. Uh, What's the difference between, say, an external or an internal hire? You know, how is it different? Uh, what are the makes, mistakes and assumptions that we commonly um, make with an internal hire? Yeah, because the internal hire is a bit rarer, but I think we make a heap of assumptions about this that mean that the onboarding process doesn't necessarily land well for them. So just for those listening, what we mean by an internal hire, someone who's part of the church family, uh, they may be serving in a lay ministry role, we identify them, we develop them, we think, hey, we want you to come onto the, you know, the paid staff. This could be applicable if you were, say, pulling in a ministry apprentice as well. Yeah. So the internal hire is someone who's familiar with your church or your organisation already. They're part of it, but they're not in a, a paid role. Um, and so, yeah, we make a heap of assumptions about this. I think we assume that because they know some things about church, that they know everything. And so the tendency will be to actually not do any much much onboarding at all it will just be the tax file number and the keys and the, all that kind of stuff but you I think you want to actually keep the same aims so I think you still want to do the vision culture moment uh, I remember someone talking about the CEO as the actually the CRO the chief reminding officer and just that constant repetition of the vision you don't want to assume that this person has got that and they've absorbed that um, I think you also want to make sure they're embedded in the team. They might not actually know the key people. And I think those conversations are still really important to have. They might have a slightly different focus, but make sure that they're still happening. You still want them to feel cared for and welcomed. So it might look different in practice, or it might mean that they have you know, a break away from church before they start in the role. So they come back fresh and people are excited about it. There's different things that you can do, but I think, yeah, don't lose this moment with them. Don't find out six months in that they still don't know how things are organised at the 9.30 service or they've never read that key document or you've been talking about that acronym that they still don't understand. You really want to make sure that this is a good 90 days. So I guess what I'm hearing is do the same <laughs> do the same thing in some ways. <laughs> yes. There's no, there's no difference. Uh, you know, re, yeah, do the same thing. <laughs> Helpful. Uh, don't assume. Uh, from the from the perspective of the new team member, 
What are some suggestions for joining well? Yeah. Or should I be answering this question for you? Yeah, yeah, uh, no, yeah, yeah. No, 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 Scott, no, no, give me some suggestions. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no you, you, you answer it. Uh. Um, I, I think the classic thing everyone gets told, particularly in um, minister roles, is don't change things too quickly. You know, the old classic, don't change anything in the first six months. Just listen. Just listen. Posture of listening and looking. And, and sometimes that's actually not possible. Sometimes there's actually significant things happening and change needs to happen. But I think the listening is important. Usually there's a really good reason why things happened, happen that, the way that they do. And I remember when we went overseas for missionary service, it was a lot of, that's really weird. Why do you do it that way? But there was usually a really good reason why that happened. So taking the time to learn that. Uh, avoid saying things like, at my last job, this was the way we used to do things because the new team will love that if you say that all the time. <laughs> so maybe just avoid that going for a deep understanding of what's happening. But I think also that first three months, you're fresh. You notice things that other people who've been in that role or in that team don't notice. So even though you might not want to introduce change in those first three months, keeping a list of those things that you notice, because you notice you're the new person. So you notice what the integration looks like or how it is, what the experience is to join a small group or what's really annoying about the way announcements are done. So it's really helpful to actually have a way of storing those things, remembering them and actually being able to have a conversation. Because it'd be really annoying if you're doing those every week. Okay, (laughs) just a heads up. (laughs) Thanks for the point. I think I've already had two... SMSs and one email. Uh, and she hasn't even started. That's uh, okay. Um, that, that's really helpful though, the, the 90 days. Because again, if I, if I talk back to the, uh, if, I, if I now talk and change gear and talk to the person who's employing someone and bringing someone on the team, actually at 90 days having that uh, pause for a, a probation, yeah. you know, review meeting and, and a discussion. And I think a really critical, you know, part of that discussion after 90 days is to not only sort of pull out the job description, um, and assess, you know, is this actually relevant? Is this really what you know what is happening? But ask the question: What have you seen? And actually starting that dialogue of feedback, you know, again, hopefully that's a value for you in the church that you're working uh, in that that we receive and give feedback regularly. And there's that ability to have that sort of fierce conversation, or or just to encourage and uh, and and speak about things that are going well or not. Uh, so I reckon the 90 days is a good time to sort of go, okay, yeah, these are some yeah. of the things I've seen. Yeah, I would welcome yeah. that. I would welcome that. Great. Good to hear. <laughs> From the perspective of the existing team that's being joined, how do we help the new person join well? What's the team member? What's the team member's responsibility? Yeah, I think it's good to push into those two spaces of feeling well-connected or being well-connected and cared for. And there's lots of things that the team can do. So... Uh, taking the initiative with those times to catch up with the new person, sitting down, chatting to them about their role, about their life, their context, all of those kinds of things, but um, making sure that there's good communication. It's not just all happening with the, the senior leader and they're doing all the onboarding. And there's just all those lovely practical things that just say care. So, you know, setting up their their new desk or, you know, if in a church context, people are moving into the area. So they're probably moving house. They're, they've got kids that need settling to programs at school. They've got questions about the local area. There's so many things that people on the team can help with for that. Um, and the person doesn't come into a church role by themselves. They come with that family context. So reaching out, connecting with the spouse, uh, creating play dates for the kids. There's a whole heap of things, having them over for meals. There's so many things that the, um, that the team can do. 
What might that conversation look like with you? Like, I'm, I'm thinking a really helpful thing would be to actually have that conversation with the team before the new person joins to say, hey, can you remember when you joined, you know? Yeah, what, what was were the it like? things, you know? Like, yeah, no one showed me where the best coffee shop was, you know? And I've been buying coffee from this place. And I noticed everyone yeah. else is buying a coffee from... Yeah, took me three days to find the bathroom. Like, no yeah, one helps. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it'd be interesting to hear from people what worked, what didn't, what they loved about it, what they would change for the next person. Yeah, it can be a great team discussion. Yeah, and, 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 I, and I, again, I think, uh, you know, we've... I think we've we've assumed it a little bit in this discussion of the the paid person joining the team, but equally, I think this flows for a team in church and any team in church life. You know, they all have a culture, a way of doing things, and it's hard often to jump into that. And so, actually, helping on board, you know, new people into a new team in church life as well, you can do a lot of the things in this episode. Yeah, you wouldn't want to do it on the same scale, but wouldn't it be nice if you had a tradition for new people joining your team? Your serving team at church like wouldn't that be fun and saying goodbye to people and yeah yeah and sharing stories like but that's for another really... episode that's All for right. another episode we don't want to give everything out in this one episode uh so joe what's the one thing you want to say about joining a new team take your time and care with it this is a really key moment do it well just recruiting someone is not getting you over the line like make sure you use this 90 days really well okay joe i'll make sure to note some of these things um i'm still <laughs> trying to work out was this an episode for Tom in the new team that he's joining? And so just a shout out to Nigel. Um, you know, this would be a really good uh, episode to listen to. Or was this an episode for you? I'm still trying to work this out. Maybe I Tom feel and like I work I'm together. Being manipulated. I feel like I'm being manipulated here. Anyway, let me jump into the toolbox. Uh, the first 90-day book that we've uh, talked about, a really useful one to uh, to jump into and think about as uh, a leader who's um, who's onboarding new people into, uh, into any sort of new role. Uh, Staffing in Church for Growth, a book by Gary McIntosh. I've talked about this one lots. Uh, there's some helpful uh, you know, thoughts in there in, in terms of uh, staffing. And again, reflections for the senior leader, but also reflections for uh, the team in church life as well. And then episode 182, your church's uh, first hire. Another good one to, uh, to sort of listen to. That's, that's an, another sort of seminal cultural moment in, in church life. And then my, let's just throw a negative one in there as well. Episode 152. How to avoid hiring the wrong person. Too late now, Scott. Yeah, too late now. Good, Joe. Excellent. Uh, I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Joe Gibbs. Chat soon.